Hello, church family. <clears throat> this is uh, part three of our little study through the book of es- Ezra, particularly Ezra chapter eight. <clears throat> if you recall, yesterday we talked about the type of prayer that honors the Lord, and we talked about how uh, praying for qualified leaders uh, is an area where you can pray that uh, that honors the Lord. And I said that the reason why that's honoring to the Lord <clears throat> is because uh, you want to pray for your leaders as they um, represent uh, him uh, in all that they do and all that they teach. And that there's integrity in their in their lifestyle as well as consistency in, in their teaching. Um, and that's what's pleasing to the Lord when we pray for individuals uh, that are in leadership. And I, and I list also different categories, those that are... Um, Current leaders, their current elders are watching over you. Um, future leaders in the church that the Lord is uh, raising up within the context of our own church, pray that the Lord will mature them so they can be uh, future, uh, leaders and faithfully serving. Um, and I also talk about even like not just the ones that are trained, but future future leaders in the sense of kids that are in the church. Kids that are, are currently uh, being uh, placed in Christian homes. Uh, that are growing, and that uh, somehow that the Lord will use the parents to in- instruct uh, God's word in the hearts of these kids, and also one day they will become missionaries or pastors. And also, I said, pray for <clears throat> pray for pastors in other churches um, that you know the Lord uh, is using all of the, uh, the all the churches throughout, and, and gospel teaching so churches. God, the Lord is using them in ways that will never know or will never be able to see. Uh, but we should still pray for them. Um, because they are brothers and sisters, even though we don't know them. Um, but yes, this is, these are types of prayers that's honoring to the Lord because it forces our dependency on Him and that the Lord will raise up individuals that have a uh, desire to uh, preserve the Word of God in their life and in their teaching. Uh, so that's the first one, what type of prayer that um, honors the Lord, is that we pray for qualified leaders. Second, uh, a second type of prayer that, that, that's honoring to the Lord is that we pray for God's protection. We see this in Ezra chapter 8, uh, verse 21 to 32. Now, at this point, in the story, uh, you know, history, we, we, we recall that um, Ezra realizes that he doesn't have any priests, and then he goes to a certain city, get, grabs, um, has like a, maybe like a, uh, uh, like not really job fair, but he's invited certain individuals. Hey, if you want to come and join us to be a priest in Jerusalem, join us. And then a whole, a whole bunch of people came. The Lord provided for them because a good hand of God was upon them. They prayed, and the Lord acted, and then they were able to go. Uh, and the Lord provided the, enough priests for them to be able to do uh, ministry once they returned back to Jerusalem. From 21 into 32, this is when they actually start going to the land, um, and they realize. And Ezra, again, thinking back, realizes that um, this is going to be a long trip, and it's going to be a very difficult trip. Um, so he begins by fasting, verse 21. Then I proclaim a fast there at the river of Ahav, Ahava, uh, what we might humble ourselves, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him a safe, a safe journey for us, our little ones, and all of our possessions. Now, uh, two days ago, I talked about how there's a, there's a list of... Um, but this this journey here, it's, it's the list of names as we see in the beginning is actually uh, five or six thousand people. So you have to remember that this is not like a short journey from like one side of a city to another. This is like a huge, long, like wilderness type journey from. And I think the illustration I used was like from San Francisco to Los Angeles. So you have to imagine five six thousand of these individuals there. There's like little ones there, 
uh, there's uh, women, uh, children, and um, and they're also ho holding a whole bunch of gold and silver and all of these possessions. And this is a long journey that um, that could you know they could potentially be attacked. And the, again, these guys aren't soldiers; these are just priests. <laughs> Mainly, they're just priests and their wi with their wives and kids, and they're all going to go uh, on this huge trip from Babylon to Jerusalem and have no idea how uh, how they're going to be protected. Verse 22, For I was ashamed to request from the king troops and horsemen to protect us from the enemy on the way, because we had said to the king, The hand of our God is favorably disposed to all those who seek him, but his power and his anger are against all those who uh, forsake him. So <clears throat> Ezra here uh, had a boldness in the beginning, to trust, like, okay, the Lord will protect us. Um, and then at, maybe at this mo moment of weakness, he's, he realizes, oh, man, I don't think I could go back and ask them for help because I told them, right, that God is going to protect us. And if I go back, it shows us that, it shows other people that our God can't be trusted. Um, there's this humble acknowledgement that he probably spoke too soon, but which is why he went to ask the Lord. He, he wanted to know how to go uh, uh, go about this in verse 23. So we fasted and sought our our... God concerning this matter, and he listened to our entreaty. And before we look at this, like, oh, what a fool to assume on the Lord. We have to also understand that even this, this moment here of, like, of repentance, as you can see, he actually sought the Lord for answers. He didn't seek other nations. He didn't, have, you know, again, they have all this gold. They could they have just went to any other nation and said, hey, uh, they, they could have just hired mercenaries. Go, hey, you need to protect us, um, and we'll give you X amount of gold on this journey. Uh, no, but instead he he followed through with what uh, what he said. He he said that okay, if God can protect us, then God will protect us. And he prayed. And he asked the Lord, and he fasted. And understand fasting in the Bible is often used in times of um, great concern. Fasting is actually never commanded in Scripture, like something that you need to do, like reading or praying, um, or reading God's word or praying. Um, there's no imperative. It's just there's just guidelines in terms of prayer. Uh, Jesus said in the New Testament that when you pray, uh, just make sure that no one knows that you're I don't know, when you're fasting, make sure that no one knows that you're fasting. Uh, you know, just clean up yourself. Uh, don't act as if, like, oh, you're godlier than thou just because you fast. And I, I do believe that there are probably individuals in our church that do fast and, and know why knows about it. And that's good. You want to keep that up. And the reason why that is because you want to brag about uh, your your perceived godliness. It's, you know, this is like prayer. <clears throat> These are not things that you want to show off to other people because it seems to focus on your own self-righteousness as opposed to God sustaining you. And fasting is supposed to be you trusting in the Lord. In this case, everyone fasted as a, as a corporate group um, because they wanted to know like the will of God. Um, fasting isn't, again, fasting is not commanded. It's just often used in Scripture. It's portrayed as someone that is um, during time of great distress or uh, when they need uh, to um, seek God for uh, wisdom uh, and, and understanding. Verse 23, so we fasted. And sought our God concerning this matter, and He listened to our entreaty. So, you know, He humbly acknowledged what that they what they need, and it seems as though like the Lord just said, "Just go, and that He will protect you. He will He will protect them." And jumping down, verse 29, 24 and 28 is all the gold and all the stuff that they have. But when 29 said, um, uh, or, or 28, and I said to him, "You are holy to the Lord, and the utensils are holy, and the silver and the gold are a free will offering to the Lord uh, God of our fathers." Watch and keep them until you weigh them before the leading priests, the Levites, and the heads of the fathers' household of Israel at Jerusalem, in the chamber of the house of the Lord. So he's saying, like, 
uh, count all this now, and you're gonna have to you you trust me in that you're gonna have to recount this again once you go back into the temple in Jerusalem. And uh, it's kind of like when um, it's like someone goes to war, you know, or maybe not even that. Like if you're a parent and you let your kid drive a car and you say, "Hey, bring the car back in one piece," what you actually care about in that statement is not actually the car. What you're seeing is that you hope that the kid will come back and uh, come back with the car in one piece. The idea is that the, the kid, it's just like a subtle way of telling the kid uh, that you don't want him to get hurt. That's the idea here. That's what he's, this type of message that Ezra is saying to the people, like, hey, you're going to, we're going to count all this. And when we make it to the other side, um, you're going to see that we're going to have the exact same amount. We're not going to use any of these things um, and to trade for mercenary. We're going to have everything that we need because all these things are designed for one thing. And that's for the temple. So they pray, they pray, they fast, they fasted, they pray, they ask the Lord for protection. And, uh, and there's a lesson for us to learn, too, in that we need to constantly ask the Lord for protection in our lives. And it's often, it's amazing how often we take safety for granted. You know, I think, I think about just driving from point A to point B and just how dangerous it can be. Like you're going at 65, at least 65 miles an hour on the freeway and you know how fast that's moving. I think it seems slow because we're in a vehicle. But if you were actually outside seeing how fast you're going, you realize that any wrong move can actually be fatal. And there's like car accidents all the time. Uh, you know, death in car accident happens on a daily basis. And yet every single time when we get from point A to point B safely, uh, do we first, even before we go, ask the Lord for protection? I think for most of us, we don't. We just presume that the Lord's going to protect us. And when we get to our destination, do we thank the Lord that the Lord has protected us during the way, during this whole trip? I would I would wager that most of us don't. It's because we take safety for granted. Uh, we we don't realize how the Lord is protecting us from things that um, that can potentially kill us. Even little things, little lethal things like a virus to like big things like a like a fire. You know, the Lord we see, we tend to be thankful to the Lord when the Lord protects us from very big and catastrophic things instead of praying and thanking the Lord for the the the, the seemingly mundane things. How the Lord protects us from just basic daily life things. You know, we live in a fallen world. The fallen world is a dangerous place for all of us. And we need to be, we need to make it a habit in our life to pray for God's protection and be thankful for it. Why does praying for God protection daily, why does it honor the Lord? Again, it's because it, it forces us to depend on Him. And the Lord uh, likes that. The, the Lord desires uh, us to depend on Him. You know, I think if you're, if you're a parent, you understand this. You like being wanted by your child. And if you're a kid, your parents want you uh, to depend on them. There's this, uh, this symbiotic type relationship that you want them and then they protect you. And the same way with the Lord, uh, you know, the Lord wants us to depend on him because he will protect us. Um, God delights in us asking for his help. He doesn't offend him. He doesn't look at us, think as a, of us as a burden. But, you know, he, he it honors him because it shows us that we need him. And we do. We need God in every single aspect of our life. Um, we're called um, to be dependent on him in all that we do. And, and so this is really for a, qu- a question for us. In what area of life do you find that you need to trust the Lord, to go to the Lord for protection? Oftentimes we go to the Lord last as a last result as opposed to the first response. And that's what we need as Christians. We need to always go to the Lord first and, and, and for protection in every area of life, um, whether you're whether it's something like the virus or something else that, what protects us isn't a mask, it isn't a vaccine. What ultimately protects us is the Lord. 
And we want to be faithful. I'm not saying be reckless. Ultimately, we need to trust that the Lord is the one that's ultimately going to protect us. Uh, Psalms chapter 121, verse 7. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Acts chapter 12. This is familiar to us. This is when um, Peter... Uh, uh, this when Peter was able to get out of prison, and um, you know, people didn't believe him, and he was able to get out of prison mainly because of, uh, of an angel. And in um, uh, Acts chapter 12, verse 11, it says that um, when Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent forth his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all the Jewish people that, um, that were expecting and when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was also called Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And he knocked at the door of the gate. A servant girl named uh, Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her joy, she not opened the gate but ran and announced uh, that Peter was standing in front of the gate. So I would imagine the reason why the Lord uh, using angels that these people were praying uh, they were they were continually praying that somehow the Lord will provide will protect Peter and the Lord answered their prayer the Lord answered their prayer in protecting his people and one more passage second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13 but as for you brethren do not grow weary of doing oh sorry second Corinthians second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 3 sorry I was reading verse 13 uh, but the Lord is faithful uh, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will continue to do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into the love and into the steadfastness of Christ. So we need to pray for protection. Uh, we should be praying for protection of our, our own life, for people, for, for our you know, family or our church family, that the Lord will protect us. And, you know, even especially in our current situation, um, and I'm sure all of us are praying that this virus will protect, will be, you know, will pass, and the individual in our church will be you know, protected from it, and then no one dies from it. And uh, you know, by God's grace, uh, from what I know at this very moment, there isn't anyone in our church that actually has it. Um, and you know, we should thank the Lord for that. Um, and it's, it's statistically, it's amazing <laughs> that like no one in our church is infected and has died from it. And we're thankful that the Lord has is has protected us in the past, and we trust that the Lord will continue to protect us in the present and on to the future. And may we trust that the Lord, um, that will, He will protect us, because He, He gave, He protected us from the greatest, um, pain, and that is in hell, um, in damnation, and yet that's a, that's a great thing, that's a huge thing, that's the, the most, the greatest thing that he, he spared us and protected us from. Um, so why won't He spare us from something so small and minute? than anything in this life. Uh, so we can trust the Lord, and we can trust the Lord will, will protect us. And ultimately, whatever happens to our life, it's for our good and for his glory. So for today, as we think about prayer, we should pray that the Lord will, will protect us and even thank him for all the times that he has protected us and in ways in which he is continually protecting us. Just be mindful, thankful to be thankful to the Lord and all the little things in life. I hope that this message was encouraged to you and uh, we're encouraging to you. Uh, we'll finish our uh, lesson in Ezra 8 tomorrow. Um, and another area in which God uh, God is honored in our prayer 
prayer is um, is that we pray to be a godly testimony. We'll see that at the end of, of chapter 8 of Ezra. Take care. Have a good day.